0: Hey there, Clearing listeners. It's Josh Dean. Been a while. I missed you guys. So it's been over a year now since April and Jonathan and I put out The Clearing, and I wanted to thank everyone for listening and support and to let them know if you're looking for more from April, she's working on a book. Stay tuned for that. And I have started a company. It's called Campside Media, and our first podcast, Chameleon, is out now. Chameleon is the story of this wild and long-running con that's been plaguing Hollywood. Basically, someone out there or some group of people has been conning young gig workers like makeup artists and stuntmen and security guards and day players into flying to Jakarta, Indonesia for a big movie project. But when they get there, there is no movie. It's this really baffling and long-running con that's been going on for five or six years, and we set out to get to the bottom of it to solve this crime once and for all. So just search Chameleon Hollywood Con Queen wherever you get podcasts and enjoy this little clip. It's a teaser from episode one. This is near the end of the show when our first subject, Eddie, a trainer, comes back from his trip and realizes he's been caught up in something really big and really strange.
1: So the idea was that we'd go hit this one town, like, an hour outside of Jakarta, look at the hotel in that area and the location where they want to film.
0: It didn't really seem like work. It felt like sightseeing. And every day, plans were canceled. Locations changed. The original idea was to scout a few days around Jakarta, then fly to Bali. But Dee said the schedule was in flux.
1: We were supposed to take a flight on day three, and all of a sudden it was like, hey, well, like, we've got it, like, we have got another flight that we're gonna go on. And it's like, all right, but now there's a change fee. Can you cover the change fee? And the lawyer will process the rest of it, right? And now it's like, all right, and it was only, it was only 200 bucks. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, all right, cool. And then it changed, and then changed again, and then it was like.
0: Eddie fronted the cash for all these and changes and incidental costs, fully confident that he'd be reimbursed. Five to seven business days, they said. Also, Dee started asking if Eddie could recommend a second trainer to fly over and join him.
1: At this point, and like day four, I'm kind of like, alright, what's going on? I, just Things aren't adding up, before, like, just, something's not clicking right, you know?
0: As much as Eddie wanted this job, he forced himself to do a gut check. He was supposedly part of a huge production, starting immediately, but somehow, he hadn't met a single person from the crew. It didn't make any sense. Eddie couldn't just hang out in Jakarta indefinitely, waiting for this tiger girl in the jungle production to start. And to make matters worse, the pain in his back, which he thought he could control, was becoming
1: unbearable. I'm like, I need to get home. My back's killing me. I've got to run a gym, right? And I can't stay another week.
0: But Eddie's a man of his word, not the kind of guy who walks away and leaves a mess. So he called a friend in L.A. to come over and take his place. He even paid some of the costs for the guy. Then... Feeling like he was out of options, he got on a plane to head home. When he landed in Japan again on a layover,
1: D called, and she was pissed. I'm like on the phone with D, and she goes, well, Eddie, I just don't have a good feeling about doing this with you or anybody you've put me in contact with. And she goes, don't worry, I'm going to ruin your name in the movie industry.
0: Eddie tried to stay professional. He had been a good soldier, and when he had to bail out, he'd found a backup.
1: I was like, listen, I've done nothing to you. I've done nothing but respect, I've been over backwards, I've come over here, I've sacrificed everything on my physical body and means to provide you the service I promised you I would do. There's no reason for you to be acting that way.
0: Eddie obsessed about it the whole way home. He couldn't understand how a woman in Dee's position could be so unreasonable.
1: After that conversation in Japan where she's like, Eddie, I'm gonna ruin you, and I was like, there's no way that this professional woman married to the CEO of Viacom, is acting this erratic, right? You know, like, you have gone off the rocker, young lady, and you are in left field, and you're not even facing home plate. Like, you're just gone.
0: But here's the thing. Eddie couldn't just write D off, either. Because what if he was wrong? What if being erratic meant that it'd all just blow over and she'd reach out the next time there was a job?
2: That's the thing about Hollywood. The people at the top can really abuse the lower ones almost with impunity, and they'll still come back for more most of the time. Look how long it took to catch Harvey Weinstein when he was raping those actresses.
0: When he got home, Eddie called Andy and that other guy from the workout class, Charles. Charles manages actors, so his job is to be connected to producers and development execs. And he knew an assistant who worked for a producer who was supposedly on the same project as Dee.
1: And so I got her and I wrote an email. I was like, hey, I'm supposed to have a meeting with you, but I can't get in touch with D." She goes, I'm, I don't, we have you nowhere on, on the books. We've never heard of you.
0: Something definitely wasn't right. Charles especially felt it. Here's where, for me, where like my you know Inspector Gadget lights all went off, is he forwarded me an email from Dana Goldberg. But when I saw her email address, I was like, oh, I know Dana really well. That's not her email address. So I called her. I was like, do you know anything about this? Do you know anything at all about this? You know, job in Indonesia. She's like, I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about. Not only do I know what you're talking about, is like, why are you calling me to ask? Alarm bells were officially ringing. Andy and Charles asked Eddie to send over all the correspondence he'd gotten from Dee. And Charles, who happens to know a lot about computers, found that the domain registry for dbackish.com, which Eddie's Dee had been using, was registered just two days before she first contacted him. He also found something in the NDA that Dee had asked Eddie to sign. The wrong name in the source code up the source code in Acrobat and I saw in the source code Leslie Linka Glatter's name buried Which up... meant the text of the NDA was actually ripped yeah, from another document One intended for a different the producer entirely you know, like Specifically, the badass director of Showtime's Homeland Leslie Linka Glatter Charles didn't know Leslie, but he did know her longtime agent So he called him
1: And I said, do you know
0: anything about this? You know, and he said, oh my god, this again As in... Not this story again, the story of the fake movie and the wasted trip to Indonesia. It was suddenly very clear, that woman on the phone, the one who sent Eddie to Indonesia, who was supposed to reimburse his expenses, whoever that was, it wasn't d Backish. It was someone somewhere pretending to be d Backish.
2: So I would like a technical advisor that could sort of safeguard the assets which is myself and and obviously the project, and double up as a combat consultant for certain actors for certain parts. We kept coming back to that agent, the one who said, oh my God, not this again. How many other people knew about this scam? How many had fallen for it?
0: And like, who was behind this? The more we learned, the more questions we had.
2: On one hand, you could see this whole story as just some guy flying to Indonesia for a job that didn't work out. On the other hand, it really screwed Eddie up. Con artists trade on belief, and there's nothing bigger than your belief in yourself. In this case, Eddie's belief that he is a great trainer who should be hired for a high-paying film gig. Losing that faith, it just completely shook Eddie's trust in humanity.
0: But what was the goal? Why would anyone do this? That's what Andy kept asking himself.
1: What did they get out of this? Like, I couldn't figure out what they got. I'm like, anytime you're being scammed, they're either taking money or something from you. In this, he's telling us about this for days. And I, every time we're talking to him, I'm like, but, but what did, what they, did get? they get from you? Like, why?
0: I hope you enjoyed this excerpt from my new podcast, Chameleon Hollywood Con Queen. It's a crazy twisty yarn, and I think you'll like it. If you want to hear more, please subscribe to Chameleon Hollywood Con Queen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.